Welcome back to the Apprentice One to One podcast sponsored by Schneider Electric. This week, Callum and Aidan from Twitter join me to speak about training, employing, and lots of other exciting, sparky things. Get involved in the comments and let us know what you think. Welcome back to the Apprentice One to One podcast. It is me, Mark, and we're back again to speak with somebody else from the electrical industry. This is Callum. How are you, mate? Morning. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to to have a chat with us and we'll get into the nitty gritty of exactly who you are and where you are in the electrical industry at the minute. But um, first and foremost, how are you doing? How are you keeping? Good. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm not too bad, thanks. It's been a bit of a hectic day. We were supposed to have Craig with us again tonight, but for those of you who aren't aware, it's Tuesday evening and Craig's been working in London. Traffic's absolutely crazy because of the unfortunate happenings of um, earlier on and um, yeah he's not going to be able to make it so you're stuck with just me and Callum. <laughs> That's all right I'll make a show on our own. We can do of course we can. So first up Callum what, what's your stage in the career where where are you right now? I am sitting my AM2 in six days AM2S. No pressure then mate. <laughs> no where I am. I am probably a little bit longer than I wanted but that was basically Covid was in the slap bang in the middle of it all so I didn't really have much choice in that but yeah, just go, go for it now. So you, you, we said off camera, but you don't look like you're four years out of school. You're a little bit older on this this journey. So uh, explain a bit of explain a bit about that for us. How did you kind of enter into the trade? Where did you all where did your so journey my brother, begin? My brother, he's nine years older than me. He's an electrician by trade. He was main, well, he's a qualified electrician. But he mainly did like heating stuff for a company in Ketron in Northamptonshire. So I did a few like rewires with him, like private jobs, all that stuff when I was younger. And then I left school, I was going to go to uni actually to do audio engineering. So it's not too dissimilar. But then that same brother moved to Australia. He told me to actually go and try it out for a year. Ended up staying for five. And then I came back here and then was pretty much looking for a job. So someone I know who owns a fairly decent sized company offered me an apprenticeship. So I thought, might, might as well take it now. I've got no family, no house, nothing like that. So I might as well just take it. I mean, so how old was you at that stage? Was you like early 20s, 24, something like that? No, that was 2017. Yeah, 23, 24. Okay, so I mean, you're still a relative youngster back then, looking uh, through my eyes as a 40-year-old guy. But, you know, yeah. how did you, how did you find that? Was you still on day release into to college at that time? Or was it a little bit different? Yeah, so I was, it was the apprenticeship was through JTL. And then we went, there's like a local college. I used to live in Corby. There's a local college there, but... We didn't fancy that, so I went to this little one that just started up in Northampton called EAS Mechanical. You might have seen them on Twitter, on Twitter, but and um, I think we were their first electrical class, you know, because the guy who owns it is a plumber, so he did a load of gas and plumbing. We were the first electrical one, and it was literally the best college I could have went to. Really? Yeah, it was unreal. Like I got my AM2 coming up, was it starting on Monday, and I rang my college shoot today. I said, "Can you like to just go through?" like a bit of a refresher and he said pop in any day this weekend I said I'll sit with you for a couple of hours and go through it all just to make sure that's exactly what you want isn't it that's so good so they did that for free or did you have to pay for it no it's free I did that AM2 that comes through GTL like the AM2 for a refresher I just wanted to just that was like a couple of months ago so I wanted to do one literally a couple of days before just to properly get my head in it and Belts. yeah it's free but I'll just I'll probably take him out like couple of beers and a bottle of wine <laughs> belt and braces i like it so it's good that you found a decent college because that's half the battle with a lot of these things and 
you know, was you one of the the older people in there, or was um, other people in your kind of situation as well? There was a guy who you'll probably kill me if he ever listens to this, but he must have been early fifties, mid fifties, and he'd not even done anything electrical in his life. And he was obviously coming up to retirement, and he said he just wanted to get qualified to just do odd bits in his house and like odd bits in his family's house or his like kids' house, wanted to help people out and just do it that way. But his work would pay him for him to go for the apprenticeship, like proper mature age. So, but then, the, then there was probably another guy who was about thirty or something like that, and then I was probably the next one down to say. So it's not all all youngsters. That's something a lot of people don't realise. There is a lot of older retrainees out in industry at the minute. And Dan, who's been on a year before, he's in his fifties and he's starting out pretty much as the the guy you described as well, just getting into it from uh, not a real engineering background at all. So it's it's open to everyone, I guess, is the message. If you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah, definitely. Like um, he was older than our tutor at one point, like the guy. And you just think, unless you got like, the younger guy teaching the older guy, but like, doesn't really matter, does it? No, like, exactly. My wife was like, now, like the apprentice will show me something, and then like I say, an apprentice, I'm probably classed as an apprentice, but like the younger lads will show me something. I think, oh, well, I might as well do it that way as well. Everyone's always learning. But sometimes they have a better idea. They have a better idea, or not? So yeah, and. And you've had a bit of a, a background before you started your apprenticeship as well. You're saying you kind of had a little bit of a, a head start, I guess. Yeah, we did rewind my mum and dad's house with my brother. Um, How did that turn out? Is it still standing? <laughs> well, right, so we started it, right? And um, when did we start? I think we started on a Friday night. We were like, right, get some chippy in, get the beers, and we'll start ripping stuff apart. So we did it. And then Saturday, we smashed it over, like, put a load of wires in. And on Sunday, is girlfriend went into labor no way yeah so she went into labor so then we were like me and my dad were looking at each other like what are we going to do with the house so <laughs> i was literally like we were literally on the phone to my brother and he was like talking us through what to do so me and my dad like rewired the whole house pretty much without my brother over the phone <laughs> and it was a nightmare. <laughs> classic uh, at least it obviously turned out all right if it hadn't burned down yet so that's the main thing i don't even know if it's been tested yet since and that was about 10 years ago 12 years ago oh frightening frightening how have you found the process through your apprenticeship then you've got a supportive employer as well is that you know you had the backup oh, yeah. there uh one of the guys in my work his name is paul mclaughlin he is probably one of the best sparkies probably haven't met a whole lot like compared to some people but he's probably one of the best best people i've ever met I'm one of the best Sparkies I've ever met. He's literally like so clued up on everything. And if he doesn't know something, that night he'll go home and read up all about it. And then next morning he'll come in and know everything about it. That's exactly what you want in a mentor. <laughs> Mate, he is, like, he's only a couple of few years older than me, but obviously he started when he was 16. He's now 32. So he's been doing it for 16 years and I've only been doing it for five. So I've learned like pretty much everything I've learned of him. He's like gone off the tools now into the office. So. Okay, so you can fill his boots then if he's um yeah, but that was that was pretty much it. That was the I got the pep talk off the gaffer when he moved in saying I got to step up basically. Is... <laughs> it's nice oh, to have it's nice to have that because I get a lot of the, the, the stories through industry that are generally pretty bad because people are coming to me for help. So it's nice to see you've had a good experience with the college and your employer as well. That's really cool. Um so you know, once you've kind of finished your your AM2, how's that going to pan out for you? Are you getting your gold card? Is that important to you or are you not bothered about that? Where do you see yeah, it going? No, 100% getting my gold card. I've already got my 239 work well. I've got the EAL equivalent. I've already got that. So gold card with that and then uh, I'm undecided what in the short term future, but eventually I'd like, I'll 
I'd like to go on my own. But short term, probably gonna hang around for a bit. I think working for this company, I still quite enjoy it. Bit traveling yeah. and stuff, but I don't mind it. Yeah, it's just interesting because sometimes, you know, you get this argument on social media about the gold card, but a lot of people I speak to still want to have it. It still seems like it's important to a fair few. Um, yeah, it's nice to see that from someone younger coming into the trade that you're also going for it as well. So good on you. Is there is there anything you're worried about with the AM2? Anything that's like making you more nervous than something else? Because obviously there's a lot of people who have to face that that trade test. It's often big duff as this big scary thing. So that's bothering you. Not really. Like, would you believe it or not? The only thing that I'm not even worried about as such is the PVC. That is it, the conduit. That is the only <laughs> and it's like the easiest thing, but I don't really do it. I've never really had to do like the back of bend stuff. That's the only thing. Like testing, I, I test all the time at work. So I'm pretty pretty confident. Obviously I've got the testing inspection. So I feel like with that, that's where they say most of the people fail on. Tends to be, yeah. And they said like something like four in ten are assessed. I think four in ten people pass first time the whole way into about that. From the chats I had with with NET, they came on this podcast. They said said it's about that. I think about forty percent ish get through first time. So yeah, that 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 tallies out. And like you said, a lot of people do fail on the testing and inspection. Often it's silly little things as well, like not putting the key for your, your lock in the right place or something daft like that. So take your time and don't do the basic errors. I know Ricky Ricky did that. Yeah, the amount of times I've heard about don't give the key away, don't give the key away, don't give the key away. So literally every single person you say you go into is like, don't give the key over. It's that nightmare thing, isn't it? That's exactly it. You get it in your mind and that's the one thing you're focusing on, probably with a PVC as well. You'll be fine. Have you seen the, the checklist that NetDo? Have you had a look at that yet and gone through it? Yeah, because I had the JTL, um, like AM2 prep day, and they gave me, it was like over two days. And they give you like a massive, just a massive folder, basically. And it's, yeah, it's pretty handy. I was actually going to read it later today, actually. Yeah, because I think it's if, on the NET, so if you do that checklist honestly, your employer, yeah. you and the training provider, if it's all ticked in, really, the assessment should be a formality. A lot of people yeah. fail to prepare. It sounds like you've done a lot of preparation, so you'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, fingers so. crossed anyway <laughs> i still don't know what, like pass mark no one's ever told me about passes or what the fame is and stuff like the guy was saying oh you drop a point for this or you can drop a point for that but i was like you're selling all these points but i don't actually know like what the pass mark is do you know what i mean i think I it's like a bit of a guarded secret i don't think there's yeah. any official i think there's certain parts of it where you have to get everything right and, yeah. and then you're allowed a few minor faults here and there for other bits and pieces and Probably some of it's to the assessor's discretion as well. You know, they're not robots, are they, at the end of the day? So, yeah. Where are you going for your AM2? Is it somewhere local to you again? Well, I live in Northampton now. So I go to Birmingham, JTL training center in Birmingham. Brand new. Is that the HQ, the big one? Yeah, it's a brand new one in Eston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not far from Eston, we're the training ground, uh, football ground. So. Is that three a three day thing? Something yeah, like that? Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, bank holiday, Monday. Yeah, I was surprised we were saying off camera that that's, that's still going ahead. But I guess if they've got people to get through, there's a lot of reorganising in there. So well, they told me they normally do just one a week. They do like one session a week. So they do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they'll get it all ready Thursday, Friday for people who hit Monday. And there's a guy I went to college with. He's doing his, starting his on Tuesday in the same place. So I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He's doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I don't know if they're just catching up on the backlog of COVID or what. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the world's going a bit crazy at the minute with the, 
Queen's funeral. I've seen that. Is it Centre Parks? I think they're even there closing on Monday and booting everyone out for the day from what I've seen. So I've seen it's... something today. Morrison's are stopping the deep in from their um from their scanners. It's a mark of respect. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I, I get it. It's like a big deal, isn't it? But sometimes yeah. it can be taken a bit far. So. Hold on, I'm just going to close this window because the cars keep going by. No worries. So in, in terms of your interest as being an electrician, is there any kind of Aside from your brother, anyone else in your family who's been a spark? You're like a second, third generation spark or anything like that? No, literally no. My dad is a um, mechanic, but he doesn't work as a mechanic anymore. And my, my oldest brother is a mechanical engineer. So there is a bit of engineering in there then. So oh, it's like, Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So is it, is it purely by chance that you've ended up in this industry and you didn't have some burning desire to always want to be an electrician as a kid? Well, well when, I was in, when I was in Oz, I was just obviously just doing any job I could. And I ended up doing working for a cable laying company and that was like the sort of last big job I did before I moved back and I had a bit of an interest in it then so I was always like there's a big joiner in the ground he was like joining all stuff and I was just that's when I took a bit more of an interest into it but I would say I'm a bit I wouldn't know everything but I am like pretty obsessed with it like I'm always on Twitter going through it I'm always like reading up stuff like I'm a bit of a weirdo on it <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a reader. Twitter's actually really good. It gets a bit of a bad rep sometimes, but it's really good, I think, for getting into the nitty-gritty of what being an electrician is. Yeah. I think the best description of it is like a working man's club in old terminology. I guess that's probably not very politically correct these days, but it seems a lot like that, doesn't it? It's like a laid-back LinkedIn. It is. It is. LinkedIn's all like the polished and professional yeah. stuff, but on Twitter you get to really see what people think and what other electricians are actually doing. I, love, I just love the arguments on there, man. Some people just argue and stuff. It just makes me laugh, man. It's like makes me read. Some of it really kicks off. It really does. I've been posting about the um, academy we're getting set up today, and a few of the guys on there are trying to encourage me to open some sort of illegal cafe on the industrial estate out the front of my unit. So trying to help me get shut down before we even get opened up. So it's uh, some banter on there as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. That's when. I think I started it, what, a year ago, a year and a half ago, just like, I had Twitter anyway, but then I was getting slated by all my mates because I just kept going, like, on the electrical stuff, and everyone's <laughs> like, can you stop going there? Every time we go on Twitter, it's just you talking to, like, these people we don't know about electrics. So I was like, well, I've started a new account, so I started another account just for that. Yeah, you've got to get in the discussion, aren't you? There's a lot of apprentices who are scared away from it, but sometimes just join in. It's not that bad, is it, really, once you get into it? A lot of the stuff I've learned is from Twitter as well. Like a lot of the regs and stuff, but obviously not everyone knows every single regulation. So like when some people post, I know like Monty Electric, he's always like comment, like posting up the regs and stuff like that. And I just, you actually take note of it when, when you read them through it like that, rather than someone in the back who's just saying like this regulation, blah, 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 this regulation, blah, blah, blah. But when someone's actually using it in context with an argument with someone else is having, that actually makes more sense. It does. There's loads of people on there do that. Monty's one of them. That's Peter Montfort um, from Arena Training. So he's really good on there with some of the reg numbers he pops up here and there. So definitely, if you are kind of, most people tend to be on Instagram with the youngsters, but maybe kind of your age upwards, we're still knocking around on Twitter. So get involved in some of those chats. It's a lot of fun. What's um, what's your job role at the minute? I'm going to actually discuss that. What is it you're doing day to day? You were proper industrial sparky commercial domestic work what sort of area industry you're in when i say everything i literally mean 
everything. Really? So one week I could be doing EICRs for like social housing. The next week I could be rewiring like um, social house. This week I've been installing um, a new extension in a factory, full steel conduit, stuff like that. Wow. Um, next week, in a couple of weeks, I've got a rewire part of the school. It's like literally we cover all bases. So that must be a right apprenticeship for you then with your portfolio. You've got no shortage of evidence to get in there. Literally, it's been like, I couldn't even ask for like a better one, to be fair. I've done, I've literally done every type of cable. I've done, I've pretty much done in the short time. I've pretty much covered all bases. It's been actually really good. Uh, that's really nice, especially if you've got a supportive employer to help you as well. Is there any bit of it you prefer to any other? Do you kind of like being yeah. in the commercial workspace or domestic? What do you like best? industrial all right so you're proper at the jamie like, would like jamie would like you then <laughs> like getting filthy like filthy so is that like um in, in a power station or something then or a, a concrete plant or something steelworks well, this week we're in actually a window factory like my brother, okay. my brother the mechanical engineer he's the mechanical engineer at this window factory so he he got us in in the door when he started at that place so then we've done all, we've looked after that place now we've done they've just had it and the factory built on the side, we did the whole thing there. We just had an extension built on the original factory. Just, just in the middle of doing that now. Have you ever had to go at any like the controls and stuff like um, Jamie's often on about your pumps and panel building or anything like that? Not really. No, that's probably the one thing we haven't really done. We just tend to wire yeah. up to a point and then send us to that. Because industrial kind of ties up with that a little bit. That's kind of like yeah. the. I was just thinking if you had any thoughts of going on to something like complex and things like that in the future if that's an area of industry you're interested in i would like to accept my other brother who's a sparky he does or he is like he was a heating electrician basically he done like in schools and all that he done all the panels bms panels all that he loved all that like he still knows his stuff now to be fair like i give him i always ring him even though it's like midnight over there whatever i'll ring him if i'm stuck on something yeah it's the kind of backup you need that is just trying to pick your place in the industry isn't it like once you're getting your qualifications and everything I know I didn't really know. I was a bit younger than you, but you know, you don't really know where you want to go. And then you get yourself qualified and find your place, don't you? So it's like opening people's eyes up, I guess, to what's what's out there. You know, Jamie Jamie often mentions this that it's an unspoken part of industry, a lot of the panel building and motors, pumps, controls. It seems to be quite domestic focused on social mm -hmm. media as well. You look at a lot of the big channels, aside yeah. from maybe Mikey at RCD, they're all um domestic centric, aren't they? I would say. I don't I'll do the houses, but I don't really like doing the domestic. I don't know why. I just, it's just not. I don't find it as fun. I'll do it, but I don't find it as fun. No, nah, I think with domestic, you learn quite a bit about other building trades, or I certainly seem to find that. So, like, you're making good with your plastering and even basics like getting carpets to go back down right and, yeah. and whatnot. You do pick up lots of other skills, don't you? Filling holes in ceilings as well with a bit of timber and, and whatnot. So, whereas when. When you're out on commercial and industrial, that ain't really your problem anymore. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like Phil is a domestic sparky best mate in a polyfiller. Oh, uh, it is. That, that lightweight stuff is amazing as well. That gets you out of so much trouble with your spotlights if you get a hole in the wrong place. Definitely. But like this week, we've been doing installing new heating systems in this in this new factory, but then like they're just telling us you want this many heaters and we're like, but they haven't got they haven't got enough capacity to have these heaters because they're like 25 kilowatt big wow. electric heaters, big electric heaters and they want like six of them and you're like you can't have that 
with what you already got. But you're like drops with like big saws and stuff everywhere, obviously cutting the window frames. So you need to like upgrade the whole mains to get all this, and it's just tends to be a bit of a nightmare to be fair. That's those conversations with customers that are really awkward because they know what they want, but to actually bring it to reality, they don't want to pay for it. That's just that's how the world goes, isn't it? Oh, we want all yeah. this heaters, we want this, we want that. I'm going to have to change all your boards, mate, and you're going to have to get a new supply in from the DNA. And before you know it, you're into tens, maybe hundreds of thousands, and all of a sudden they're putting the coats on instead. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much it. So do you ever get involved with any um, testing inspection then as well? You let, let loose with the testers, because that's often an apprentice's complaint in the community I've been, that I've got. I've got chucked a test around my neck probably within the first few months. They told, showed me how to test a ring. And I've literally... Fantastic been testing since been testing longer than anything else testing is probably my strongest point yeah, you know what i found with testing it kind of brings everything together when you're just going out installing and you're like been told go put this cable there or second fix that over there but when you actually get a tester in your hands and understand what's going on in those circuits it brings it all to life for want of a better phrase i don't know yeah, how you it, see it <laughs> it literally tells doing testing tells you why you're doing that i, I, I found it like i would explain why i'm doing that in that sense and yeah i just i was like testing did a couple of tests today in the morning i had to go do these two little flats in this care home they're literally like tiny little flats like one bedroom flats had two to do this this morning and then in the afternoon i was in that thing so yeah we do the test our company is basically a testing company they do all the social housing which a lot of people go mad at because they're like <laughs> it's that many houses in a day or a flat in a day and yeah, I do get that in that sense as well. But it does. It does get. You can see that from both sides, can't you? Because there is certain processes you can put in place to go a bit faster than a, a spark who's maybe doing, I don't know, five or six EICRs a month, as opposed to somebody who's maybe doing that amount in, in a week. You get a better speed. And I've spoken to Craig Gallagher about this, who owns Quinergy, and he's got processes and teams in place where he'll send three or four people in, and they'll knock an EICR over in no time. A lot quicker yeah. than than I could do it with one of my guys. That's just the nature of how you set up, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, it's um, it can be there. It can be a lot of things missed, though, but all our stuff does get audited. Our tests do get audited. We'll buy one contract, they get audited by an external company, and then a lot of the others, well, most of the others, they get audited internally as well. So it's not like they just knock it out quickly and then it just gets left. But it does get checked again by another electrician, probably. A more qualified as well, if you like, after. So, yeah, they do get knocked out quickly, but they do also get checked. It's it's nice you've had that experience more than anything. I mean, uh, as an as an apprentice, some of the big complaints that I always get is college is rubbish. Um, the employer's not interested. They just have me doing containment or house bashing, and you know I'm not getting a full range of work. And they've never seen a test set. You've had all of that, so it's brilliant to have somebody who's had a positive experience. You know what? What do you think of the training industry more widely? I've been been in it for the last few years. How do you see it? Um, my experience from it pretty much the people I went to college with, so friends who are doing apprenticeships, and even well, then testing is just like they don't let. But they say they put the sparkies they're with on site don't even show them how to test because they don't know how to test. And then their company has like a tester. So they will do the install work and then this tester will come in at the end and then test the work. And like, well, you're never going to learn it then because unless you're hanging around that tester all the time. But if he's only, you're only seeing him once every month or once every two weeks, you're not going to pick up testing. I only picked up testing when I was doing it like for a couple of weeks solid. 
because mm. I just could drill it into my head. Like if you do it once and then like leave it for like four months, then do it again. You're never gonna, you're never ever gonna pick it up, especially as an apprentice. If especially if you're like 16, 17 as well. No, definitely not. And and the experience that your your friends at college have had isn't an uncommon one. I would say you're a rarity. I don't know how you've seen it in your immediate circle. Do you feel like you're one of the lucky ones, or is there other people as well that have had a good good experience like you? Yeah, but then I do feel I was quite lucky to be fair with the whole testing thing because when I did the refresher day, there was a there was a guy there. We did it on like Monday, Tuesday. There's a guy doing it on a Monday who did not like know anything about testing, and he was doing his aim to on the Monday after, and I just thought like it's unfortunate for him because obviously he's not been shown how to test or unless he didn't want to but I was quite lucky I, I was older because being older I'd had that breakaway from school like people do education straight into education guys who are like they just get bored of it they're just doing it because they have to because I had that a 10 year break from education it was nice to go back in with like a fresh head and then I was actually interested in it which made me want to learn it pick it up like I was yeah. asking questions not just any questions I was just asking questions about the testing writing it down and then learning it and then do you know what I mean I think it's a bit different because I was older yeah I mean there's the maturity aspect to it as well isn't it we're all uh, idiots for want of a better word when we're 16 17 years old I know I was so, like you want to be out doing other things don't you and education yeah. and progressing yourself and knowing what you want to do with your life you know it's not really something that's top of your priorities is the honest truth so having that little break you know maybe that's something we should look at I don't know it's it's a it's a tricky one but the um apprenticeship training in general it does seem that we're kind of turning a page, I guess, and hopefully we're going to see an improvement so there's more apprenticeships like yours and less like some of the other people who've been, you know, let down, I guess. And COVID didn't help. That's something else that went on. You know, how did you find that at college when COVID was going on? It was all right, actually, because we were close to... We were, like, sort of nearing the end of our time at college anyway when it came around. It was actually like, one of our college students actually passed away from COVID as well. So. Oh, no way. Yeah, I know. It was quite Tragic. bad. But, um, we, um, yeah, we were coming to quite like near the end. So when we had a break, it wasn't as bad because we'd pretty much done the bulk of it. It was just getting into our like um, building our rigs and stuff like that. That was we had to do that sort of in between COVID. So we were, like, when it's easing off, we were coming into like when we went back at work, but we had to start doing stuff. We were going in like two people going in on a Monday, two people going Tuesday, and we we're doing it like that and building our stuff. So it wasn't too bad actually. So you want sat on Zoom calls like in a big big group getting nowhere? No, we didn't. It wasn't more that it was more my um, assessors, like my training provider, that it affected more than my actual college. So college was actually good about it all, but it was really struggled with our training provider getting the assessors out to see us. And... Is that JTL? JTL, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was something that I had a complaint of through COVID with JTL. I think in fairness to them, they they kind of shut down, didn't they? I think. They, I think they shut down, they pretty much got rid of, I don't know if they sat in maybe London, they got rid of like loads of staff. And then they were given like one person in the area to look after like 40 kids, or for, say 40 kids, but like 40 apprentices. And then you like you ring them and be like, oh, I can't, he's like, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, I'm trying to do that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I don't really care about everyone else. I'm sort of wanting to get my stuff done as well, without yeah. being too harsh and selfish. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes you've got to put yourself before anything else. At the end of the day, I totally get that. It's 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 tricky, um, and there's no easy answer to to any of what goes on in training. Ultimately, there's some really really good 
training centres out there, like you found lots of them, but there is also some that are diabolical, and it's it needs it needs to change. You know, if if, if there was a a magic wand that you had and you could make some changes, is there anything that springs to mind straight away that you might want to see done? In my experience, no, not really. But like we've got two twenty-three-year-old apprentices at work, and we've got a sixteen-year-old, well, except just then seventeen. And also, I talked to them about how what's college like. Two of them go to you know um, GSH Electrical. Oh yeah, they go to Tresham. They go to Tresham, yeah. So they go there. So obviously, I'm getting the insides of like what they do, and then one of the other guys he goes out to one near Stanford. Can't remember the name of it. And obviously, I'm just talking to them, and they just sometimes it's just like, oh, don't bag anyone out, but they're like, oh, I'll just get a video put on and stuff like this. Whereas I never had that. My tree would stand at the front and grab a piece of conduit and show you how to do it in front of you. And you can ask questions there and then, instead of just watching on a video or whatever. But I guess they've got like big classes, which they're saying they do. Mm. It's hard to show everybody in the same, like in detail. It is. Like, it is and training's massively underfunded so i mean that's another issue altogether if they don't have the money to do something properly you know you're fighting a losing battle to start without you with the best intentions in the world yeah my boss had well they asked my boss and he donated like a load of tools and stuff to the college just good on them. like we can't get this he donated like a load of sets of screwdrivers cutters drums of cable all this and that just to help them out because he knows gas he I think he trained with gas oh really he, he worked with gas or something they went to the electricity board and knew it I've, I've seen him uh, way back when without saying who your boss is i've seen him on social media quite a few times and i think he's been with gaz here and there yeah, in yeah. the past so yeah he that's good good on him a few years ago you what sorry it was our christmas party a few years ago oh was he yeah uh, he, he wouldn't miss a free party <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, nice it's it's um it's it's good that people are doing stuff like that employers if you can get in touch with your local colleges they are desperate for stuff i know i was are uh, they were in um special measures or whatever they call it a couple of years ago and they've kind of worked their way away from that now so it's looking a little bit better but even um my two are at a local training center private uh, well i think it's actually a college so it's a uh, east riding college it's a little bit different it's not part of some um big campus it's only a small place but um they've had a few already drop out so nathan's just finished his first year and i think he was saying there's like five or six of them just gone already so that's another another problem people dropping out along the way did you see any of that yeah we had a couple drop out in the, during the first year and then after, when we came back for our second year there's some that went there why do you think that is money money <laughs> basically that was the, the people in there but they were coming in like designing gear and stuff like that like in the first year i think they just wanted more money and i think one of them went to be like a an electrician's mate or something. I don't know, I think he still is, but he's bragging to us, oh, I earn more money than this and stuff like this. And you know? he's doing now. Mm. Uh, but I think he's still doing what he's doing. And I think there was a couple others, but they, I think they just went away from the trade completely. Seems to be the case, doesn't it? I think that's something else we need to solve because there's a lot of people who really want to go to college, but they tend to not have places for them. And then there's people there who are just there because they need something to do i guess there's a lot of school leavers who get sent on this stuff just to put them somewhere don't they yeah i'm not fully up to speed with it but i know they do you can do like the full time people in there more than me i think some people that met who are like in the wholesales and what i've spoke to them and they're saying like oh their apprentice is good but they might have benefited more from doing a full-time 
Yeah, that's the place a lot of people get put because they can't find employers. So they go and do the level two, level three full time. And yeah. then at the end of that, you need to try and find someone who'll give you a work placement so you can do the portfolio side and then do your AM2. The difficulty they have is getting that employer after that training. You know, yeah. they're not they're not often looking for someone like that. They want to employ either apprentices because they can pay them less and build them up in the mode that they want, or a fully qualified electrician. They're kind of halfway house and it's really hard for them to finish their training. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a tricky one. But anyway, we'll move away from the training side of things. Is there any tools you'd recommend while you're here for an apprentice setting themselves out right now? Because there's a lot of people just jumped into college just this September. Anything you think they should have to start with? I never ever, when I first started, never ever liked side cutters. I never ever liked side cutters. And the the CK ones with the lip two lip notches in, like the one five and the two five notches in. Honestly, the <laughs> best thing I've ever had. They're my favorite. I would hundred percent recommend them. I love them. And I don't even use my shears anymore. Doing big cables like tails or whatever, yeah, but I don't always got my side cutters on me. They're like my dirty little secret, those CK ones, because I'm a croppers kid. I've been brought up on using or using yeah. croppers for everything. But I got to go on them. And certainly in like domestic and stuff, when you're stripping twin and herbs and it's all 1.5, 2.5, they're an absolute dream, aren't they? Because it's just all there in one tool. Even the little bend and over tool. Yes. That is actually, because you get the, I think you get the CK one, to the one, which is just the cutters. Then you get the two, which has got them, the cutters and notch. Then you get the three, which has got them, all three of them. And it's just, the bending over thing is just a dream as well. So it makes it so neat and tidy. Nice little touch, isn't it? That's a good no. good one, actually. Well, so I've gone through so many sets of screwdrivers. I've been every brand, pretty much. What's your favourite while we're mentioning screwdrivers? Everyone's got a favourite. So my brother, he, he's a mechanical engineer, so he was working. I said, I said borrow, can I borrow one of them? Chucked it over to me. I used it. absolutely loved it. Facom. Okay, yeah. I've seen them. They are the, the I'll never ever go back to anything else now. And I've had all CK, I've had all Armeg, had um what else about Klein, I've had majority of them, and they're the best screwdrivers I've had. I've not actually tried those ones, I don't think. I'm sure I saw um Will's Electrical. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. I think he had some. So I'll have to give those ones a whirl. I, I still stuck with CK. That's so I've got the CK Dextra ones. Um, can't yeah. beat them for me. I've got a glow in the dark one. I tried a glow in the dark one. They're the ones I've got. That was that was through Twitter as well. Uh, Sam on Twitter. So he had some and I Oh, I yeah, Sam. Well. He, used to, he puts pictures up in the dark and I got these jeans pockets around me. That's why I got some. I thought that's a sweet idea. I want some of those. Yeah, I've got them. They're actually handy when you're in a loft or something like that and they spell out your pocket and you look back and it's just like glowing in the corner. You crawl back and get it. <laughs> them faculty ones, I don't know what it is. It sounds really weird, but they just fit screw heads like perfectly like they're just they're just the best i 100% recommend I'm gonna have a look. Not, i think they're quite expensive though for a set of screwdrivers maybe i'll have a look after we finish this zoom call and maybe we'll get them in apprentice one-to-one -one giveaway so another yeah. apprentice can give them a try and see what they think yeah. any other tools you'd chuck in your kit um what can i think of yeah my my client i got so when I start my apprenticeship, my JTL gave us a free Klein tool bag. You get like you know, that's you nice. Like, yeah, you, know, you get the backpack or the over shoulder one. The over shoulder one's like 170 quid, but it was at the time. They give you that free full set of screwdrivers, um, tape measure, 
Burrow stuff, but that tape measure, I've still got it now. It is the best because it's got the magnet on the end. It's an eight eight meter one with a magnet on the end. You just throw it on the wall and it just sticks and you just pull it along. And nice. Yeah, obviously you can find them on Amazon and stuff. I haven't found like a good brand one since with a magnet on the end. But I would definitely have that. It's good to do that. Did they still do that today? I was at like a, a special one off JTL thing. Did they kit everyone out? Well, I think they, oh, what the, yeah, they still give it out the bags, I'm sure. Oh, nice. I wasn't aware that they did that. That's good. And that didn't cost you anything. You've not paid JTL a penny in your training. My work didn't have to pay for it. Nobody had to pay for it. It was part of the package that I've still got the bag. I still use the bag now. The bag's been like through the walls. It's yeah. the best. It's, it's so good. It's solid. I- I think Matty's got one of them as well. I don't know if it's here, but he's got one of the Klein bags that he's had forever, and it still looks like intact. It's a bit dirty, but otherwise, it's it's all good. Yeah, it's massive as well. That's what I like about it. It's massive. I like I carry. I like just taking one bag in with all the stuff that I need, rather than going back and getting loads. That's why I'm not massive on the backpacks myself. I don't really like the backpacks or bags, but yeah, it's the over shoulder one with the flaps down the side. It's, yeah, it's been good. It's Klein's good. Comet. Klein screwdrivers are the worst. You don't every, like them? Every single one of them snapped on me. I don't know if I was doing something wrong or what, but they just all snapped. I've got on with Klein ones, all right, to be fair. I've never had an issue with them, but, you know, maybe, um, maybe I don't twist them out enough. <laughs> they had a magnetic spirit level in that as well. I've still got that. That was good. That came free with it. Nice. It's good to do that. I mean, I've seen, I think Edmondson's do something with, um, I can't remember who that's with. I don't know if that's with JTL, but I've seen them giving out free gear as well. For a new apprentices, yeah. so it's nice that industry do stuff like that. But just get it's just brings people in because obviously it's a big outlay, isn't it? Unless you're employed by a which a lot of people do. Unless your employer gets you something, then it's either their parents or they're expected to get it. But they're not tools aren't cheap now, are they? Like nah, and it can feel like keeping up with the Joneses a little bit with all the gear that's out there. You know, you want the Instagram like yeah. Apprentice. They're watching Instagram. They're like, when he comes in every Monday, he's got new tool. I'm like, he's like, I've seen this guy use this on Instagram. I've seen this on Instagram. I was like, oh god. And uh, it's like um, Matt is always trying to get us to get new gear that he's seen on Instagram. So like, we've got to draw a line somewhere. It's like we've got too much stuff already. It's, it's one of those resist the temptation. You can do a lot of the stuff you need to do with a set of croppers um, and a pair of pliers. It's like it's not as more complicated than that is it. A few sets of screwdrivers. The rest is all. Fancy dress, some of it. <laughs> I've just tried that um, CK armor slice the other day, the first mm. time. How would you get on right. with it? That's like a marmite tool, that one. It's all right. I, prefer, I still prefer a little, for smoking a little junior hacksaw. I've, yeah. I've got taught the old school way on everything, so. I prefer a hacksaw as well. I've tried those armor slices. And to start with, I was cursing it because I think I was just over tightening it. And it was kind of ripping the sheath and stuff. But once you get into the knack of using it, it does work all right. Yeah. I still prefer a hacksaw. That's one of See, I'm, I'm pretty, considering I'm like pretty new to it, I'm pretty old school with it because I got trained up by, I got trained by a poor guy, but I also got trained by another guy called Arthur. And he was, um, I think he's like 66 now. He was, he's, he's only trained to like the 14th edition still now, 15th <laughs> edition still now. So he's basically showing me everything that he used to do back in the day, how they used to do it. And I, I've always got on with it. So uh, that's brilliant. Is it, um, any experience with the old pyro and stuff as well then? Or have you not really seen or come across any of that lot? A little bit. It's only not installed, more repairs. Like yeah. we, we do a lot. We work for a big care company and we test, do the testing in there and a lot of them for the work. So on the testing, it's like repairing it and stuff. 
ones we've done was like from 1950s or something like that and it's still the original fuse boards and stuff original yeah. one obviously failed it because it's like there's no good anymore but isn't nice as you see a lot of different stuff you know yeah, I mean, the pyro stuff generally lasts a long time. It's when people start meddling with it that it goes wrong. You yeah. get a bit of moisture in it and it just tracks down it and ruins it. Uh, so that tends to be what happens. Someone has a little fiddle somewhere and then ruins the whole thing. We actually done that at college. Our college bought like a load of pyro and chopped it all up. And then our tutor, he actually brought in all his um, stuff and he was showing us how to do it all. He's like, he, he said, you probably don't need to learn you don't need to land this for any of your exams or anything like that. I'm just going to show you it just so you know how to do it. If you ever do need to do it, so we were stripping it all, making it all off. You got the pots and stuff like that. We were potting it all. Nice. I mean, that's that's the great experience that someone's given you the time to to do that because it's not really part of your your course or training anymore. I don't think is it. Is not really no, covered just, in the apprenticeship as a rule. No, no. It's just uh, it's just that uh, I'll show you it because we can. He says, I've got all the gear. He says, because you end up, you have to go do a job, you've got to buy all the gear for it, which can be quite expensive before you even start the job, just buying the, the tools. So he was like, you just bought a load of stuff. And we stripped out a couple of stuff at work. So I was bringing in like the old cable we stripped out. He was asking us to bring it in. We would bring loads of us, bring in like mineral in. He was really showing us how to do it all again. Yeah. So that, it's important to pass those skills on. Because like you said, there's still a lot of buildings out there with that stuff in and someone needs to know how to fix it. So if we yeah. stop teaching it entirely as everyone retires or dies off, it's not going to get fixed anymore, is it? Is the harsh reality. So Everyone just cuts it back and chucks FP instead. Yeah, sticks a connector block on the end and puts a bit of FP in. It's the way of the world, isn't it, these days? It seems to be going like that with Conlock and push-fit connectors everywhere. See, that Conlock, we were going to do it on one job and we never did bother. We ended up just getting stuff. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's actually quite handy. I've seen it, I can't remember if I was out for dinner or something like that. Just, you know what it's like when you're going out for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it all come over and it actually looked all right. I didn't mind it. That's it. The traditionalists don't like it. I think it's got its place. So if you're not relying on it for being a CPC or whatever, you know, I'd be reasonably happy to use it. It's just that little grub screw puts me off. I'm not happy that that's going to stay mechanically connected forever. It just doesn't forever. look right. <laughs> no, you just put it, off, put it off in this big line down the conduit just from where it's dragged along. It's a hell of a lot faster to install that, but you know, if you're not threading everything and pissing around with that, it's going to go up quicker, isn't it? And that's why it gets used, I guess. I know, but I quite like doing the threading and stuff. It's quite therapeutic, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you've got plenty of that to go out if you want to come and work for us any time because we don't like it. It's a nightmare. Have you ever had one of those threading machines? Had to go on one of them? No. No, they're, they're a dream. I hate, I hate threading. It's just a ball ache. We all have stuff we like. I really don't like that. So we've got a threading machine. And it's so much faster. But um, yeah, if you like it, you'll always be busy. <laughs> what are they, mains or battery? This one was a mains one. I guess you can get battery ones now. But the one I've got, yeah, it's probably 15 years old now, but mains powered. But does it actually spin on it or does the tube spin it? Yeah, no, it spins. You put it on the tube and it rotates around it and cuts a thread into it. So, yeah, they're out there. They exist. Well, I'm going to get on that now. <laughs> I think we've just about covered everything, Callum. Is there anything else you want to mention while you are here? Anything you want to talk about in particular? Not really, no. No, it's, it's been nice to chat with you and see somebody who's had a positive experience of training. And, um, you know, you've, you've done really well to come so far. <laughs> and now I you've did, just I, got to get over that AM2 hurdle. Yeah, no, I do feel quite lucky, man, with the whole thing, because I just speak to people, and then, like like yourself as well, and I've spoke to other people, and they're like, oh, you're quite lucky that you've actually got on with everything. and 
everything's been all right. And I was like, maybe I am. So I do feel sorry for especially the younger ones who that's probably end up why they're leaving because they're not having a good experience. But as I say, everyone go to EAS Mechanical in Northampton. Let's pick them up, get everyone down there. They'll be overflowed yeah. with students. Eamon, Eamon's on Twitter, Eamon at EA, EAS Mechanical. He's a legend. We'll, we'll tag him in the description of this video and I'll tag Callum as well, who's um, on Twitter, so you can go off and ask him any questions and we'll all find out how we got on with his AM2 next week. Yeah, um, I'm quite silent on Twitter for a while, then don't come out. Yeah, if we don't see him on Wednesday or Thursday, it maybe didn't go that well. Yeah. <laughs> no, good luck with it, mate. You'll be absolutely fine, I'm sure. If I can help at all, you know, just drop a message over. Otherwise, if you've not watched them already, there's the GSH stuff. Adrian Davey's got a load of stuff on AM2 as well. There's the Sparky Ninja stuff. So you can go and binge on that for the next week. I can't remember the guy who done our actual course. He's like the bolded, bolded guy. He just does, he's got like five videos on there. He's got like loads of views. He's a GTL assessor. I don't know if I've seen, seen him. I'll put it, when you put it up, I'll tag him in it. I'll tag him. I'll put the video up on the post or whatever. Yeah, do it. Because he's got stuff that's like the AM2, but not the AM2. Uh, you may be stumbled onto a YouTuber I've never seen. I don't, that doesn't ring a bell to me, but sounds good if you can point us at that direction. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> nice one, Callum. Thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. As I said, if you've got any comments, drop them in below on the video. I'll put links to Callum's social media, and we will see you all in the next one. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Apprentice One-to-One -One podcast sponsored by Schneider Electric. Please like and subscribe to the channel, get involved with the comments, and we will see you on the next one.